0: Do you know what this is? You do, right? Because I heard that, and I immediately knew it was Led Zeppelin from the first album. And I got really excited, because it isn't the kind of thing that I listen to all the time, you know? And I loved this album. And then it turns out, I still love this album. So here's the track five, or the fifth cut in the album, and... It goes like for a minute and 15 seconds before it does this big fabulous break, which is really what makes Led Zeppelin, Led Zeppelin. And here's what I was thinking. This album is like, it's 52, 53 years old. How crazy is that? And it still sounds this good? Listen, this is where it gets really pretty, okay? And then in a minute, you're gonna get that break. Okay, ready? Okay, brace yourself. I love this part. Here we go. Woo! see? I mean, was I kidding or what? That's fabulous, right? Anyway, so I wind up tonight listening to the album, sitting on the couch, playing this album from start to finish, and marveling at how fabulous Led Zeppelin is. And there are all these little pieces of the songs, all these little intricate, like a bass line, or the way John Bonham plays the drums, Oh my God, did I tell you about that documentary? It's called Count Me In, and it's on Netflix or maybe Amazon Prime, and it's about drummers. And watching it has changed how I feel about drumming, which is pretty amazing, because really I never cared about drumming. But they point out what, what brilliant work John Bonham did, coming up with ways of using the drums that nobody had ever thought of before, right? Pretty amazing, anyway. So I've been listening to this whole album, thinking a lot of profound things, as you can well imagine, because it's like 52 years old, this album is. And if I heard it today for the first time, I would probably still be just as blown away by some of the stuff they do. Anyway, when's the last time you listened to the whole thing? You know, that first Led Zeppelin album is number 62 in the book, 1001 Albums You Must Hear Before You Die. They have a website, too. It's 1001randomalbumgenerator.com, which is a pretty cool idea if you're interested in expanding your musical awareness or want to take a trip down memory lane or just get an idea of what some guy's idea of the 1001 albums you must hear is. I don't know about you, but given that Frank Sinatra is number one and Elvis is number two, maybe their ranking is mm, random or just not my taste. But still, if you go to the website and sign up, Apparently, it'll send you a new suggestion every day. Or, given that the title is must hear rather than should listen, perhaps the daily notification is more of a command or a directive. Anyway, it may be interesting to just ask people you know for some of their favorite albums. Albums being different than songs, because an album needs to have at least 70% worth listening to. My own random percentage, given the nod that not every cut will be as good as some of the others. For as much as I love music, I wonder why I don't listen constantly, especially when I have this blissful response to it. Led Zeppelin isn't the only band that triggers that oh my God thing. Sometimes I get that from only one song from a band or a singer. Sometimes almost everything from him, her, them does it for me. That documentary on drummers called Count Me In added a whole new level of appreciation, listening specifically to John Bonham's fierce and, at the time, groundbreaking drumming making the drums as much of a creative instrument as Jimmy Page and his guitar, or John Paul Jones and his stunning, brilliant, there are not enough adjectives that exist to describe what he does with playing the bass. Really, they each set a new bar for what could be done with the instruments. There's also something profound about how music can transport you to another time and place. Sometimes it's a time or place you don't want to revisit. Sometimes it's a very exact and particular time and place. Like when I hear Stairway to Heaven brings me right back to going up the stairs at Chip's house at a party and going, what is that song? And wait wait a minute, wait. I just looked up the release date of the fourth Zeppelin album, which also had When the Levee Breaks, which is quintessential Led Zeppelin and still blows the socks off anybody hearing it for the first time today. And that album came out November 8th, 1971, which makes it officially 50 years old. Oh, my God. <laughs> anyway, back to Stairway. That has to be the or one of the most played songs on radio. Probably true since 1972. And when I worked at a rock station, it was among the most requested. Caller. Oh, uh, yeah, I could play Stairway to Heaven. Me. You mean to tell me you don't own a copy of that yet? It's pretty much the reason I finally left the station, because I could not play Stairway to Heaven one more time. I say that and people think I'm kidding or exaggerating, but I am not. Anything, no matter how perfect, how stirring, how stunning, anything can get tiresome after the mm, thousandth time you hear it or see it. Maybe not the first 999 times, but that thousandth, oh, it could be a killer. Or maybe it's just my particular threshold. Maybe there are people who've watched Star Wars a thousand and one times and can still watch it another thousand. But Stairway? Well, radio spoiled it for me. It was probably five or six years later when I heard the opening strains again for the first time and felt that tingle of holy smokes. If it wasn't played to death, I might even list it among my favorites, but no. The radio thing, that's partly to blame for my not spending more time with music playing in general. When you're in a studio and there's music playing constantly and not necessarily what you want to be hearing, it can be like sandpaper on your soul. Not good. I'm still preferring silence to music in the car and it's been years. Although when I connect Bluetooth to make a call and my little iPod starts playing something off the couple of hundred songs that I've downloaded, I'm sometimes really happily surprised like, oh yeah, I love music. Anyway, back to how it can transport you to another place or time, or reset your emotions, or just provide a soundtrack to whatever it is you're doing. Having accidentally stumbled on the opening chords of Led Zeppelin's Your Time is Going to Come, and then diving deeply into re experiencing that song and then the entire rest of the album, tied directly into the book I had just finished and which I highly recommend. It's a novel called The Midnight Library. And it starts out with the main character, Nora, so deeply depressed and miserable and feeling like everything is a failure. I know that doesn't sound too promising yet, but hold on. And she decides to end her life. Hold on a bit longer here. She wakes up in this sort of netherworld or between world in a giant library filled with an infinite number of books. And each one is her life dictated by other choices she'd made. There you go. See? you ever have that thing, because I do, where you're taking some old route to whatever and you either turn off to avoid traffic or there's construction or you're bored or feeling like you'd like to have a different drive. And even as I'm doing it, sometimes I think, what if this changes something? What if I shouldn't have made this choice? Does that sound kind of nutty? Or does it make sense? Well, that's one of the things this story made me think about, how sometimes infinitesimal choices can have profound consequences. Like you order the chicken instead of the fish. Not a big deal. But then it turns out the chicken is bad, and it results in, yeah, there are a million ways it could change your life course. Like you meet somebody in the emergency room that you fall in love with, or the doctor discovers your appendix is about to burst and saves your life. Or, well, you get the idea, right? One tiny choice can have a profound impact. Or sometimes you just wind up having chicken instead of fish for dinner. The thing is, you never know. There's a movie called Sliding Doors that centers on that. One tiny, minuscule change, one two-second difference between missing a train or catching the train completely changes the course of Gwyneth Paltrow's life, well, in the movie. It's a perfect example of exactly what I'm talking about, and also maybe at least partly to blame for my heightened awareness of how turning left instead of the normal right could have huge ramifications. So this book, The Midnight Library, also holds Nora's book of regrets, choices she made or didn't make mistakes she may have made or thought she made. And through the course of the story, many of those regrets disappear from the book as she slips into these other lives from the paths that she didn't take. Ultimately, spoiler alert, she has a series of epiphanies that lead her to new perspectives on how the missed opportunities or the things she gave up or lost maybe weren't bad choices after all. For me, the book triggered a lot of really good realizations about perspective and memory and relationships and what really matters. And ultimately, my takeaway, which ties into the why I don't have much in my own personal book of regrets, is that we do the best we can at the time. And that being firmly rooted in appreciation for the people, the moments, the experiences, nature, you know, the geese or a bird's eye view of clouds from a plane, Sensory pleasures like chocolate cake with a glass of cold milk, one of my favorites, or being wrapped in a toasty blanket on a cold morning. And yeah, even music that sometimes feeds my soul or lifts my spirits or takes me back to some other place and time. That awareness of appreciation provides a baseline of gratitude for where you are. Or maybe I'm just lucky that I can hear the opening chords of a Led Zeppelin tune and feel like, at least for that very moment, everything is wonderful in my world. I have more profound or sometimes just odd or goofy thoughts and observations. You can follow or subscribe to the It's Me Cindy podcast because it's just me sharing what I'm finding, reading, watching, listening to, learning, thinking about, and looking to make life a little more fun. Thanks for joining me having accidentally stumbled on the opening chords of Led Zeppelin's Your Time Is Gonna Come, and then diving deeply into re-experiencing that song